Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, in the pantheon of renewable energy, ocean wave energy harvesting doesn't get discussed all that often. And that's a shame, while it's not quite as mainstream as solar or wind power, considering that the Earth is nearly three-quarters water, and by one estimate, the total power of waves breaking around the world's coastlines is around two to three million megawatts. Ocean wave energy harvesting could be one of the great untapped opportunities. And here to discuss a new development in the process of converting kinetic and potential energy contained in the natural oscillations of ocean waves is Columbia Power Technologies CEO, Rin Salisman, uh, along with Vicor, C-Power helped develop a new version of their autonomous offshore power systems called C-Ray. And today we're going to learn a little bit more about this new platform. So Rin, thanks for joining us. And before we go any further, can you give our listeners a brief intro to C-Power, please? Sure. And good morning, Jason. Thanks for having me on. So C-Power is an ocean energy company, uh, which means that we are delivering a, a host of technologies that convert ocean energy, wave energy, uh, mechanical energy, into other usable forms of energy. That might be electricity, as it is in the case of the C-Ray that we'll talk about today. Uh, it could be hydrogen or ammonia, potentially for fuel cells. Okay, so um, can you explain how Sea Power's focus ties into a DARPA project called Wave Energy Buoy Systems? Sure. So we, Sea um, Power, we got our original start from a technology license from Oregon State University. Oregon State in the U.S. is one of the academic centers of gravity for for wave energy research. And our, our original mission, and we still retain this mission is for utility scale systems. These are large megawatt scale devices that are connected to the grid, um, pr providing wholesale uh, energy into uh, for homes and businesses ashore. The DARPA project, um, we teamed with actually the University of Washington Applied Physics Lab. Uh, and this was a project that DARPA was looking to create a, uh, a tactical network, wired network, a fiber optic network offshore, and needed power, obviously, for that network. And because of all the hard work that we had done on uh, the utility scale systems, we were able to fairly quickly devise a small 100-watt system that could be used to power this, this fiber optic network offshore. And that's really for us where we started to understand that, um, again, while we had been dwelling at the megawatt, end, uh, megawatt scale end of the power spectrum, that at the far opposite end, at, at watt scale and at kilowatt scale, that there was potentially a, a pretty big opportunity. And that opportunity really was driven by this need to uh, deliver more autonomous, electric, um, digital systems offshore, systems that didn't require a ship and a crew to run them. Right. Now, let's, let's take a step back, you know, in, in a general sense how underutilized is ocean wave energy harvesting as a renewable energy source, and, and why do you think that is? Yeah, it, I always kind of use the phrase that if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's um, kind of the, the quick answer. Um, and, and it is a very hard problem. I mean, if you anyone that has a boat or spends any time on the ocean knows that 
whatever you put out there is going to break, and it's going to break at a time that you don't want it to break because the, the ocean is a very energetic, it can be very rough, um, and that requires or, or demands a, a level of survivability and reliability for any technology that you put out in the ocean. And the problem when you do that is, is a tendency to want to over-engineer over uh, a piece of equipment. And if you over-engineer it to make it safe and reliable and make sure nothing's going to go wrong, that tends to drive up the cost. And once you drive up the cost and the size, um, you know, it just, it, it's a very difficult problem to solve all, all of those different constraints. And then when you start to think about operational requirements for customers, you know, to say that someone wants to run a, a data gathering system offshore uh, 24-7 for the next five years and never have a ship visit it, you have a whole other set of requirements that comes in that, ma that makes it really a difficult proposition. It's a, it's a code that we are cracking as we are commercializing our systems now. But it, it's, it's difficult. And, you know, that, I think, leads to the underutilization of the resource. Um, it is... It's harder to, to harness. Um, wind and solar obviously are there and, and are doing great, um, but wave energy is coming, um, and it's, it's coming because it's such an energy-dense and uh, attractive resource. I mean, it's significantly more dense than, than the wind or, or, or the sun, the energy coming from those. And so it's, it's attractive, um, but it's just we just can't snap our fingers and get there. Mm, sounds about right. So. Explain C-Ray, you know, what is it, what's its goal, and, and apart from um, what you've already said, well, why was it necessary in the first place? Yeah, let's maybe start with that, the last part of that. Um, the C-Ray, and it's, it's what we call an Autonomous Offshore Power System, or AOPS, it's necessary um, for, for a couple reasons. If you want to do anything in the ocean, it is very people and capital and carbon intensive. You always have to take people in power to, to do anything in the ocean, uh, if you think about it. And if, if we want to break that chain um, and deliver more autonomous services and hardware uh, offshore and think about autonomous vehicles, subsea vehicles doing work um, underneath the, uh, the surface of the ocean or unmanned surface vessels that are doing work for research or defense or security. All of these things re require power. And, you know, if you want to avoid getting that vessel or having to take that vessel out there, which is very, very expensive, then you need to have a, a power and a data solution. And the, the AOPS, the C-Ray AOPS, we like to think of it as the combination of a of a charging station and a cell tower and a data server all wrapped up into to one package. And we, the, the C-Ray wave energy system on the surface, it captures and converts wave energy, converts it into electricity in this instance, that we keep a battery um, charged. And then whatever the asset is, whether it's a subsea vehicle or a piece of data gathering system equipment or a piece of operating equipment, it operates off that battery. And then we connect the cloud, the data cloud, uh, to that asset. So there's real-time bidirectional data transfer. So, so you have a, a data gathering system on the seafloor in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. 
uh, as it collects its data, it, that works its way through the AOPS up to the cloud, and then you can also send data in the other direction to give it instructions or turn it on and off or whatever the, the need may be. Okay. Now, I understand this was a collaboration. So what was Vicor's contribution to the project? And, you know, after adding Vicor components, what was C-Ray's design conversion efficiency? Sure. Part of the, the challenges uh, uh, I, I didn't mention earlier of wave energy is that it is, um, it is a variable resource. And what is critical is that we harness that power so that it is in a usable form. Vicor's contribution to this project was creating a stable, wide-range DC-to-DC converter that really can be used on a number of our devices. I mean, we have really three buckets of technology that we are working on, watt scale, kilowatt scale, which is the C-Ray AOPS, and then megawatt scale, which is the Stingray. And, and the Vicor system is directly applicable um, for the, those first two buckets, the watt and the kilowatt scale bucket. And then the, from an efficiency perspective, um, you know, efficiency with the wave energy system is it, it's a bit of a tricky topic, right? Because there's hydrodynamic efficiency, how well we capture and convert the energy. And then there's also electromechanical and power electronic conversion, and then the energy storage. But overall, our target efficiency for the system is around 80%. Um, the Vicor converter it ranges from about 65% at the very low end and then really rapidly increases to over 95% at higher voltages. And that's a rated range between 14 volts DC and 400 volts DC um, input coming from, uh, from our permanent magnet generator. Excellent. Well, thanks, Rinsdell. On behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy and have a great day.